on this episode. I don't know. Why don't you go to Iraq and see if you can hit on a lot of girls? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what did you uh, Is that yeah. a challenge? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't think I can pull it off? Uh, you can't even do well here. No! Oh! <laughs> Everybody and welcome to another episode of No Country for Middle-Aged Men. I'm your host Mark Pearson, and this is my ever-thrilling co-host Adam Radliff. Yes. See, you know the guy is having a good like month and like a vacation. Oh, my name is Bob Morrissey. <laughs> no pa- pageantry needed, <laughs> Bob Morrissey. I was gonna do all this like, like uh, build him up, yeah, local legend, one of the funniest comics in Houston. Oh. But no, Bob nope. Morrissey. Enough said. But uh, Bob, you know that. Uh, Mark has been like living life right and been on vacation when he doesn't have some shitty thing to say to me right as he intros me. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations on enjoying your last month. Last, of last vacation. month has been good. Yeah. I don't have worked for four days. Getting, you uh, say you haven't worked in four days? No, I don't have to work for un- until Monday. Oh, very nice. So, Jeez. is it like, is that like a thing? Is there like a. No, I got my friend covering a shift for me. And, uh, yeah. Because I covered, I worked at the strip club on Thanksgiving for him mm-hmm. so that he could go home to California. So he's covering a couple shifts for me. Uh-huh. And uh, it was pretty lonely working as a strip club DJ on Thanksgiving, a very empty strip club. Do they have a, a spread, a turkey spread? No. Oh, what? actually they, uh, they did have a buffet with, uh, with, Thank you. with Thanksgiving. I hear stuff. a good authority yeah. that people go to strip clubs just for the buffets. I've heard that for years. Mm. They're like eight bucks. It's $15 to get in. $8 buffet. Spend no money. Fucking. It's like going to Denny's. It sounds like a win. <laughs> it's like yeah, going to Denny's. Like, uh, is the food any good? Do you get to eat the food? I'm assuming you get to eat the food there, right? I don't get a discount, but you know. <laughs> wait, you, I, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No, you don't get a discount for anything at a strip club. You think you're going to get a good deal at the strip club? That's a good That's point. Just a, Do the strippers get free meals? No. Nobody gets free shit. Actually, the strippers are cooler with the waitresses and stuff, so they get more shit for free. But, you know, under the table. And also, you know, dudes buy the strippers whatever they want. So it's like if you're, you, you shouldn't be paying for drinks if you're a stripper. Oh, of course. Yeah, you're not doing your job. <laughs> yeah. Or so I hear. Or so I hear. I mean, never stepped into one. But um, yeah. so what is the relationship like with the, the strippers? By the way, Bob is a hilarious comic. In Houston, been doing it for many, many years. Uh, uh, very unique perspective. Also a veteran, which okay, respect. I guess some of his funniest <laughs> jokes lampoon his time in the military. <laughs> but um, more importantly than all that, he works at a strip club as a DJ. Let's hear about that. Um, it's it's a. Uh, it it's taken a while to get used to it emotionally and uh-huh. psychologically and i don't know that i'm doing a good thing every day when i go into work i'm not helping humanity i'm just 
playing music, but I'm not asking questions about what's going on in the upstairs VIP rooms, etc. I don't want to know. I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. There's money passing through. I feel like, you know, there's some sense of, uh, you know, I get the feeling that some of the strippers and the dancers and even some of the management does cocaine. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, are these strippers or comedians? Yeah, Wait, I was like, going to say, does, does Patrick E.D. frequent there too? <laughs> I've never seen him there, but... Uh... <laughs> He comes in and out. He goes in and out like a thief in the night. I mean, he he can't afford that shit. That was, that was like that was a great build up. I was like, where's this going? To? They might be doing illicit drugs. I've heard that. Yeah. No, I, I I signed a non disclosure agreement, but I will say that I think there is a possibility that there is drug use happening some days. Uh-huh. Some days, I bet some people do drugs there. I would but, imagine you know, so, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, do it out in the open or I bet a lot of stuff happens that's not in the open. Oh, I would imagine and, that um, as well, yeah. And so, uh, you know, like, I I feel like uh, being adjacent to sex work is um, hey, made me a tolerant person. We're in 2021, right? So realizing that, you know, nothing in your life is ever going to amount to anything and you're not important. <laughs> and uh, Wait, How about this? You're you you're big into creative stuffs. I, guess. I can see you're a great a voracious reader. I can see you writing a book, a memoir of some kind, or a book, or even maybe uh-huh. just a novel. I've and tried this to would make books. for a very interesting chapter. Yeah, I wrote a book and it turned out real bad. What was it called? Um, I want to see you or Nothing Park. I don't know. I was like, I wasn't decided on a title. I thought Nothing Park sounded too much like a John Cheever fucking like fifties. This is my memoir. Uh, mm. Yeah, but I I was uh, I remember going to the park. We me and my brother called this uh, park Nothing Park because it was around the corner from our house and there was nothing in it but grass. It was just like a block. It was a yeah, vacant lot with grass on it. Mm-hmm. And we called it Nothing Park and it was a place where we uh-huh. played football and stuff. Yeah, and, I get it. Yeah, is it in Chicago? Outside of Chicago in Park Ridge. Gotcha. Oakton Pool. So we got some Chicago. Bussy Highway. Tui Avenue. So nothing Park. Nothing Park. Is it just so was there yeah. something that happened in Nothing Park? Or is this based on a real life? Um No, it's just a, a like like a place around the corner from my house where I would hang out with my friends and stuff. And so we, coming I did, did, did LSD when I was nineteen with my friend John and we you know that Daft Punk song goes like "Round the World." You know, mm-hmm. that song, you know yeah. where we just kept saying "Round the World." Yeah, for like six hours, it was pretty fun. <laughs> you ever heard that song? Oh yeah, I I, I, I can't remember how it goes. I guess uh, <laughs> it's a. Daft I think Punk you've already song. said all the lyrics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, um, you, that you, would be a great stripper. You, song. No, it, wasn't, it would be uh, bad. <laughs> so I've been saying for years that there is a definitive best stripper song. Uh-huh. And when I've talked to you about, I don't know if they will let you play it at your place because it is certainly rap or rap adjacent. It's, yeah, you can play mostly rap stuff. It's uh, Pony by Genuine. Oh, Pony. Yeah, I play Pony a lot. That's the number one strip club song. Man, pony. Yeah. Something write it. Mark, any thoughts? Pony. I don't even know what song you're talking about. I'd have to hear it. Are you first. serious? Yeah. Uh, oh, you know it. You see, yes. I say I got to hear it, I'm sure. Uh, it's. It, you know, uh, do you get any Jim Croce requests while you're no, there? No, not at all. One time I got a Billy Joel request, like, I love you just the way you are. And then, uh, <laughs> no Tiny Dancer? That's never happened. But then there was like, uh, no, fuck. It was the Billy Joel request, and then there was some 
uh, country, like 90s country, like uh, tender ballad about a bitch who left him or something. Or, not a bitch, but you know, the, yeah. he doesn't say bitch in the song, but you could tell that the guy who heard the song, it was like Trace Atkins or something. It was somebody I like that. The country. But, uh, the uh the song was so sentimental and so like like that uh Olivia Rodrigo song about the driver's license but like with the country music man I don't know singing it in his 40s and then this guy was this guy gave me $40 for song requests and then he wasn't even paying attention to the dancers he was just sort of like like a Cameron Love style person like uh-huh. like throwing his hands in the air and like emotionally <laughs> going to the music like like making more of a scene than it was like 3.30 in the morning there was nobody yeah. on the stage and he was just like the main attraction it was just like this sad pitiful guy crying and like 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 or 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 you're the best jukebox of all time no no he just had he was mental he to pay $40 for one song he was spending thousands of dollars all night. I don't know. I think there's some, you watch people go through terrible crises in their lives. I would imagine so. And they're like, uh, they're being a self-destructive person. It's like, what's his name from, um, the Simpsons, Mr. Uh, Milhouse's dad. Oh, you know, the yeah. divorce episode. It's dignity. It was, <laughs> it's like, it was like, you see that type of dude passing through, having the worst day of his life and throwing all his money away. And then, you know, going home alone. That's what you should <laughs> play the next time you go work. Buy me a feeling. By yeah, uh, can I borrow? Can I borrow a feeling? Can I borrow a feeling? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love the Simpsons. Yeah. Where does the Simpsons lie on your like top cartoons of all time? Well, I don't know. I grew up watching the Simpsons. I'm, I was born in '79, so I was target audience for mm-hmm. Simpsons from the time I was 10 years old, and I watched it develop into such a great show. Mm-hmm. And for five years, it was like the best thing. Uh, Simpsons and Seinfeld, those were what everybody watched. In the- oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How old so, are you? 40. 40. Yeah. Okay, so I'm 42, so you know about right. Simpsons and Seinfeld. Right in the same time. Yeah. You know what hasn't aged well is that 70s show. No, it hasn't. <laughs> you watch that now, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I never got into it. Like, oh. I just was at a weird time in my life. Good I actors in it, though. It's yeah, good actors. Talented good. cast. What was it, a year or two ago? I was like flipping through the channels, and it was on like TV Land or something. And I was like, oh, that's 70 show. And I got maybe about three minutes into it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I've grown up since then. Yeah. <laughs> like, this didn't, is bad. Didn't like the Masterson brother get accused of some... Oh, Fair. I played Hyde. Yeah. yeah, he was a Scientologist, and he got me too. So you know, mm-hmm. it's double whammy. <laughs> it's like, I, I guess I can get over Beck being a Scientologist, but so I'm he gl- left though, right? I don't I'm know. Pretty if sure he, he left. Did, did he? Beck. Beck yeah. grew up in Scientology. I'm almost positive. He, yeah, I know that's true, but I'm almost positive he left. Oh, okay. Which good for yes. him. My um, most listened to uh, song list came out on Spotify this. Mm-hmm. week and i i also saw tess virgo um put her like top five podcasts on on her uh, story uh-huh and and this podcast was her number one podcast and mine was number two oh so you guys <laughs> she listened to out. her episode like six <laughs> times <laughs> <What>? <laughs> she listened to our podcast more than she listened to guys be fucked which was her favorite podcast well, there you go. We're doing something right. We're doing better than Yeah Yeah podcast. The Grace yeah. Kirk and Suck Dulce on that, Grace and Dulce. <laughs> um, which they've been on the pod. <laughs> yeah, they they were on like, what a few months we were ago. The, uh, the launching point. Actually, <laughs> do you know this? Uh, I was the one who talked Dulce into trying comedy. You were? Yeah. 
I was there on her first night. I saw her go up at Darwin's. Was that that yeah, night? Ask, yeah, I can ask her. Like, so I was uh, like, so I, she was always posting on Facebook these like hilarious like just bits, just like one or two lines. I was like, and I was like, every time I was here with hanging out with Grace, I'm like, why don't you give this a shot? Like, you're clearly you think funny. I said, just put a string a couple of these together, add some more like uh, punchlines or more to it. I was like, you're good to go. And she's like, I pushed her like probably six or seven times, and then finally I was like, look. You should, you should give this a shot. And she's like, okay, I'm going to think about doing it. Could you send me kind of ones that you think would be worth bringing to the stage? So one day I just like sat through, went through a page, like, all right, that's funny. That That's worth a shot. That's worth a shot. And talked her into doing it. And she did well her first time, and she kept doing it. She was real nervous early on. Like, she didn't like doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then she got the swing of it. But I'm her comedy godfather. <laughs> she started podcasting with Grace for mm-hmm. about six months before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're not quite the godfather. You just kinda... I'm the fucking godfather. Don't <laughs> <laughs> like, take this away from me. It doesn't really matter. I mean, uh, it's good for her. But, I always uh, called you the cock blocker. <laughs> I remember That's when right, I was yeah. meeting the uh, first impression I got of you. What was bar like, was that? that car. Uh, uh, Midtown Bar and Grill, I used to host a show there. Mm-hmm. And there was a gay comic from New York that I was trying to make the moves on. Uh-huh. He was on the show, and you just kept hanging out at Cecil's when I was trying to like <laughs> you fucking get know. laid. I was oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see that too. I could totally see Adam like this guy's funny. <laughs> yeah, you're you just come ask- up all smiling. Hey man, you did a great set. I really enjoyed it. And Bob's over in the corner like, damn it. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You didn't end up making the moves later that night? I decided not to. I don't know. We probably would have hooked up that night, but maybe it's, you know, it's not the end of the world that a gay guy didn't hook up with another gay guy and then have an empty experience like we always have. I've heard that gay guys are like really, really hard. To, like they don't have sex lightly. What? Yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I'm like, it's I'm jealous because it's like, I mean, we can dive it deeper into it. But like, you talk to every gay I've talked to uh, about, like, eventually gets to Grinder or, or or some kind of a, like an app, and it seems like the wild fucking west. Uh, when you're over forty, it's so boring and meaningless. You're like, I don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, I don't want to. Should become a priest. All right, yeah, let's fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather be doing? I don't know, watching a movie. I like uh, cuddling with a guy. I like uh, I like That's real fun. intimacy. I don't like just like uh, somebody coming over to the house and just. Well, it is kind of nice to just have like uh, like like, but with another person with the same sort of feeling of jerking off to a porn. Like the person's a living porn, and you're just like. Okay, <laughs> and you don't like, find that fulfilling? No, I don't know. I just have you ever had like uh, the like the like analog a, doesn't exist for 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 straight men like to just have somebody women, come over and take their clothes off. It's just I like guess if I was a hot straight guy, yeah. if I was like super hot, I could use Tinder or whatever as a grinder, kind of. Uh, yeah, but if I was a hot guy, yeah, I've been working on a bill. Two chicks at one time. Bill Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) Bob, I feel like with you, there's just so many different things to talk about. It's hard to pick what to talk about. (laughs) Who's your favorite president? Go. Bill Clinton. (laughs) No, I don't know. Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. Abraham Lincoln. Who's that voice even? 
I just uh, sometimes I don't know. Uh, he he did it's it's Clinton by way of somebody else like Phil Hartman or something. It's not the real yeah Clinton. yeah Phil Hartman crushed <laughs> it. Yeah. He did do the best. Yeah. Um, so in the book that you're gonna write about your life. It's got you got to have all the notes. You can't. I feel like it's got to be like semi autobiographical. You don't have to make it strictly about you, but you've done such a weird variety of things. So obviously, you got joining the military right before nine eleven. Hysterical, okay. hilarious. Like that. <laughs> but also, I was raped before that. Pretty funny. <laughs> that's not funny. I mean, it's sometimes was well, it by know, a clown? Then it doesn't sound very funny. I know. I know. That's the cliched like funny yeah, rape, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's the old rape joke. That's the old, the old classic. Clown with the balloon animal. <laughs> the threesome there. Yeah. Do you want um, a draft? No, I, I, I was it like by a priest. I was raised by a priest. No, well, I mean that's I don't know, but uh, I was. I, I, my dad died when I was six months old. I'm the youngest mm-hmm. of seven kids. My mom um, was a nurse, and uh, she be. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I, oh yeah, and I was, I was calling. I called my mom on Thanksgiving. Go back to Thanksgiving at the strip club. <laughs> you called her from the strip club. Yeah, and she's like, "Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm at work." And I didn't say where because I've not told her. Right, I understand. She doesn't listen to my podcast. Are you <laughs> sure? Yes. <laughs> no interest. She would never be interested. In I don't tell. I don't tell my parents I even have a podcast. I'm afraid of them listening. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't want them to listen, and they wouldn't like it. Right. But, um, yeah, the, they, uh, they would like me less as a person. <laughs> so you yeah, talked to her. I talked to her. I had the, I don't know, Demi Lovato or something playing in the uh, real loud. <laughs> yeah. And um, she's like, where are you? And I'm like, at work. And, and she just started talking about how um, she was really proud of me for uh, for graduating college and having gone to the army to, to get the money to go to college. And, uh, you know, they don't need debt forgiveness for those college loans because people like me, you know, proved that we could just do it ourselves. And I'm like, mom, I'm $40,000 in debt that I'm never going to pay off. And I don't care. And I feel like the two things I regret most in life are joining the <laughs> army and going to college. And uh, but I don't know why you're proud of me for like just burying myself in a financial hole that I'll never escape from. Well, but, I get it. But yeah, I hear Also, I've too. done other things, mom. I yeah. was like, you know, I won a comedy contest in 2013 mm-hmm. and I sold art at art galleries, although I had to like suck a dude's dick to get considered on the gallery. Anyway, that's probably. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> hey, shut up. That's I, how you um, get in? <laughs> well, all right. I was opportunistic and I, I sucked a art guy's dick and fucked a dude just to. Like wedge my art into the That's how I got on Best of Secret Group. Yeah, fuck Antonio. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. All right, so that's 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 my problem. That's not something he did. That's something I did. See what I'm saying? He just to get consideration. He talks about too many interesting things. Sorry, sorry, too quickly that we can't dive down on. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You should have like either a book or like a one man play. Or oh, something. no. I can imagine um, But here's, here's my plan for you. You write the book, mm. then you kill yourself. Sales skyrocket into I will the be your tens of thousands. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> 15s of copies are sold. 15s. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Netflix still buys it <laughs> for a movie. Of course, because they buy everything. Oh. So well, that's a great. Uh, that's nice. Though, that at least your parents are proud. Like, yeah, no, your mom's proud. I, I, I was saying that my mom's gotten really conservative over the last like year or something. And See, I want to talk about like, that. Starting to get all libertarian or something about like college loan forgiveness, and I'm like, where are you coming from, and why do you care about this now that you're 77? And and I guess she's super anti-abortion now. When she was an abortion nurse <laughs> for like 10 years, uh-huh. and uh. uh her daughter's had an abortion, mm-hmm. and uh, which one? My o- oldest sister. You have seven one. siblings. I imagine more than one of her daughters. Yeah, but I mean, like abortions, one out of four women has one or something. Seems about right. And uh, I know tons of people have had them, and it's not something I judge them for because you know mm-hmm. I, I'm the guy who just has people over and like anonymously fuck me in the middle of the night, and I've never with met the, them. With like, 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 how could I judge somebody? Consequences too. Yeah, 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 yeah. How could I judge somebody who gets pregnant on accident? That's my thing. Like, it's how can you get mad at somebody? Like you expect them to if as soon as they get uh, conception, they're going to risk not risk, but like they, their entire life is completely changed because they didn't wear a condom once. It's yeah. just crazy to me. But speaking of your mom turning conservative. I honestly think it's Facebook that is turning. Because my parents were never political. Oh, uh-huh. no, ever. that's true. And then the last, like, 12 to 16 months, all of a sudden, all they can talk about is politics. Oh. And I'm like, what the hell? And it's conservative. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Because it's, well, I mean, the, the what was it? The whistleblower from Facebook did say that during the last four or five years that they were going around riling people up because it gets more clicks and they sell more ads. You get more mm-hmm. views on ads. So you get like, cause I noticed that a few years ago, I was like, why am I getting all of these, these posts from people that I haven't talked to in years that are somehow a Facebook friend and it's all this inflammatory stuff. And so I was just like, well, I don't want to see this. So I would just unfollow that person. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I don't want to get all riled up. Like I noticed a lot of other people were. So people are getting fallen into it. You know, you get on there and, oh, hey, and then you go down the rabbit hole of you click that person's post and then you go to the next person's post and then three, four hours later, you're all mad because all you've done is, you know, see one side of a thing and all it's done is made you mad when you're not even really. That's why I started listening to a lot of like local podcasts. Like I listened because I was, before that I used to almost listen to like all news or, or like TED Talks and like stuff that I would listen to a lot of NPR stuff, uh-huh. and it was so depressing. It was, everything was, everyone was hated each other. Yeah. It was all trash. I was like, no, I wanted an escape for a minute. Like, uh, here's some of Bob's whimsical diary readings. And uh, are those and annoying? Like, I want to know. Are they annoying? No, I think it breaks up the podcast. Oh, okay, sometimes and I like the be. music too. But yeah. the, so you do yours through what's that? Spotify and Anchor. Anchor, yeah. yeah. So you get to do all the music and all that shit. Um, but yeah, I think it breaks it up. But then, then again, that's also ear piercing when it goes from the voices where I have it turned up really loud. Oh, y'all. The, the, the music, music is much annoying. louder. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's what But I, you also have good music on there. Like I've a couple of songs I've listened to are that just between the segments. I'm like, oh, I'll check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I love music, and I'm. I'm uh, I mean, the content between the music immersed trash. in music all day. <laughs> That's all I do is music, and I, I, I'm going to disregard what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> oh, thank God I love local podcasts. <laughs> so I got to listen to the Victor Tran, Eddie Avila's episode before it was taken down. Oh, and I was that was tears really funny. rolling yeah. down my face, laughing hysterical. But I was like, I, the first thing I said, I don't know if I said it to Eddie or who. I was like, somebody's getting canceled over this <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Oh, <laughs> probably Eddie. I don't know. No, not Eddie. Ed, like, I, who was I talking to recently? And there was like three people who do like local podcasts. Mm-hmm. All of them said the most inflammatory guest they've ever had it's, was Eddie. It's like, he's this guy's not even a comic. Uh, he's the most inflammatory person we had. Oh, for sure. Huh. <laughs> yeah, he does make everything sexual. Yeah. Which isn't that, you know, uh, dangerous. It's like, yeah, you know, that's what's funny about it is you can say whatever you want. But you can see uh, his mind working. He's thinking, uh, where can this go and how far can I take this? And then he's like, I'm just going to go for it. He, He's done a good job of memeing my pictures, of taking pictures of me and then writing memes out of them. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I got to respect that, you know. <laughs> respect the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a uh, graduate high school. Uh, I'm a college graduate. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm trying to go through your life. crazy? Life's curve. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I I graduated what was your college degree in history. It's a fun. I feel like that'd be fun to take the classes. Tough to turn it into a job though. Yeah, yeah. I liked writing the papers and taking the classes and just going to school just because it was what I was interested in thinking about. Do you have a particular favorite time period in history? No. All, we're both no. history fans. Mm-hmm. I just uh, try to uh, see the underlying themes and patterns that drive history rather than the. Um, the individuals and the particular events. I think, I think like uh, I'm, I'm reading a book about the um, Russian revolution in 1917. And uh, it's like a concise history of the Russian revolution by Richard pipes. And it's, it's sort of about the end of one era and turning into another and uh, about how the Bolsheviks kind of were um of, of just a minority of people, mm-hmm. they were a drop in the ocean by uh, what's his name Trotsky's own admission that uh, the whole country was a peasant country that like mostly didn't want what they were offering, and the the they're scary that that could happen well, again. Yeah, so minority rule only really affects uh, total control through terror, and and that's immediately they were the most ruthless. Uh, a subsect of you know the they're the Mensheviks, social democrats, social mm-hmm. revolutionaries, and all the other like uh, um, more uh, liberal kind of uh, compromise oriented parties right. and, and and reality based thinking uh, did not prevail because uh, you know the most ruthless and uh, cutthroat and um, you know like. Power just became a, a an end, yeah, in, unto itself, and rather than like you know, for Lenin didn't really have any vision of you know human progress that wasn't just like him doing something. His personality <laughs> yeah. and, and the exaltation of this cult of personality became the most important thing to preserve about the movement. 
Right. And uh, it's funny how that works. It's happening here all too. All these idealists start out like, oh, this, I want the best, and also like, yeah, but I want to be in charge, right? For you know, indefinitely. So. <laughs> Yeah, Lynn, not a good dude. Not a good dude. Yeah, well, nobody's a great dude who uh, just kills people for power. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> not a hot, not a hot take. <laughs> not exactly the hottest take we've had on the pod. Um, who do you think of all the cultural personality people? Who do you think you would most like to grab a beer with? George W. Bush. Thank you. <laughs> just have a lot Wait, of. He wasn't a cult of personality. We can just draw together and drink a beer, watch some baseball. Yeah, forget He'll about have a near beer. I'll have a, <laughs> forget about politics. Yeah, maybe I'd make him laugh or something. We'd be giggling about Ellen. I do impressions of him. Oh, my name's George Bush. I don't know. How does he do it? Uh, can you do? What's your best Bush? Uh, I don't do impressions. <laughs> 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 You need to take that to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> you got a gift, my friend. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I almost threw a shoe at you just from when I heard that. <laughs> he does seem like he has aged well just because of the, of the yeah. madness that's ensued after him. Uh, and he just seems like a nice person. I mean, yeah. sure, did he kill tons of people? No, it was his advisors and the people who put him in charge and everybody who was his handlers and all the, yeah, you know, like he also. didn't care. Well, I guess he, he's, he's just a guy who was not, I, he'll, he has a special place in hell. <laughs> 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 is it like low level hell? Is he like, he's barely on the fringe, or is he like seventh? Special circle people here? hell. I don't special know. people. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. He does seem like he'd be fun know. to have a beer with, even though he doesn't drink anymore. Yeah, he was a big booze hound. No, I bet he would suck to have a beer with. I, would, I wouldn't want to hang out with him or Laura Bush or fucking. Uh, you see him on Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. He seems like he's a it's a funny like a funny. Yeah, guy. what a natural environment for any person. Huh? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could have a okay, so if you have a beer with any president, who are you picking? Um, Obama. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he seems like he'd be the easiest to talk to. You mean any president or any president still alive? Any president? Any ever. president? Period. I would say maybe Obama was, but I also feel like Obama had to make compromises and choices and decisions to get into power and accommodations mm-hmm. for. You know, murderers and stuff. Also did a lot of drone striking. Yeah, there's all that, like, you know, facilitating the keeping Gitmo status open. quo that, you know, he would never have been president if he wasn't comfortable doing that. I feel like all, like, I feel like presidents, it's just an extension of anyone else in government. You can say you're going to do this, that, and the other, and whenever you get in there, you're like, oh, shit, I can't do anything. Right. I kind of just yeah. have to go with the flow and I can change little things here and there, but this is the way our government's set up. It's impossible to get anything. I've heard, I've heard the office of the president is sort of like, imagine yourself, you're a monkey and you've got like some, uh, reins, you know, and you're sitting on top of an elephant and you're like, sounds about right. Go this way. Elephant. And you're, and like, elephant's like, you're like, like whipping the elephant with your little reins. <laughs> mm. And, that's a very good explanation. <laughs> yeah. And you're a monkey and you're not smart. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you call Obama? Dear God. Oh, fuck. Bob. That's not what I meant. I didn't know you were going to be so, <laughs> so hateful in here. This guy works at a strip club for a couple of months and he gets, really loses all respect for the, the presidency. Dear God. Oh, man. So what was your... When, when you joined the army... 
Um, did you enjoy any of it? Um, what, what led you to join the army in the first place? <laughs> money. I, money. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh, wait, you don't know this. <laughs> you don't know this part of a stand up. Oh. No, money only. And also just wanted to live on my own and do something adult and, and not ask for shit and leave. And I'm, like, I'm my own person. You can't control me. You don't own me. And then I, the army, I've, I've been a lot better at uh, keeping jobs since I got out of the army. I was really bad at at a uh, bit more discipline now. It, it's been a long time, but like before I was twenty, I had like twenty different jobs. Yeah, because I kept blowing things off and just not giving a fuck, and and uh, and going to work on acid or something, or you know, yeah. doing like just doing making stupid choices of like an eighteen year old would make. And uh, I forget what it was like to be that person who, you know, hadn't had that conditioning. And I'm, I'm like, a, I'm always afraid that something's really, like, that I'm going to lose my job or something's going to go wrong. Or, uh-huh. So I'm kind of have that too. Yeah. I think that's normal. Somebody with anxiety. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be at work and like my boss will say so to me. Like, it sounds just a little bit off. I'm like... Well, she's working on firing me. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. If, if the smallest thing goes wrong, I freak out. Yeah. I think I'm going to get fired. It ruins my sleep. Yeah. Wake up in the morning is the first thing I think about. <laughs> yeah. So it's like an, an anxiety kind of a thing. It's no fun. So anyway, yeah, I owed a friend some money and I joined the army. And I guess there was nothing I really loved about the experience of being in the army. Were you a good shot? What? Were you a good shot? I was, yeah, I was pretty decent at the rifle and marksmanship. I, um, I didn't really care about it though. I don't. Sure. I, I, I'm not a hunter. <laughs> like, I, I've like, shot a rifle maybe two or three times at a, a gun range with a buddy. It's yeah. like not, I'm not a gun person. Yeah. I could never spend money to shoot guns at a, at a range. So you join the, the army instead. So you could do it for free. <laughs> Smart, savvy <laughs> move. Yeah. Have you ever gone with anybody to a rifle range or yeah. like a. Just twice. Hand in the grenade, yeah. With a hand grenade? Hand yeah, you ever throw a hand grenade at a cow? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's was awesome. This? <laughs> it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been chasing that high yeah. ever since. <laughs> Did you blow up the cow? Yeah. No. <laughs> of course. It's a hand grenade. It kills it. Did you at least make steaks out of it or is no, just no, just I don't know. Is this, are we admitting to war crimes or something at the moment? Um, no, I've never done that. Um, that was a uh, joke. Oh, you definitely I, blew up a cow. I feel like that could also make it to the stage. Mm. Yeah, so throw my George Bush impression and my... Um, Hand grenade on a cow, yeah. yeah. Maybe a bazooka with a... Yeah, like, um, I don't know. What would so, be funnier to to like a handheld uh, shoulder device? It's like funnier a rocket a launcher or a grenade. Because a grenade, there's an off, a chance where you just had a bad throw and it does yeah. nothing, and it's yeah. just a little bit funnier because there's a time delay. It's just yeah, because maybe you just cripple the cow. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then it's just fine. You know, it lives a good life after that. Mm. But no, you just smithereens. <laughs> oh, this poor cow. Yeah. So neither of y'all have animals? No. No. Oh. No no Miss Kisses in this place. Yeah, it must be nice. How know. old is that cat? She's like eleven. 
Good old fucking cat. Not really. She's probably got like 10 more years. Maybe five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> cut in half real quick. Five. <laughs> so what what was the craziest thing? I want not the most depressing thing. What was the craziest thing you saw while in the military? Um I guess uh, um I guess I've told that I don't really feel like delving into like uh, death stories or No, that's why I said I specifically <laughs> said not depressing. <laughs> yeah. Like wild like oh, oh crazy. Like, you only, you only uh, would see this if you're in like, a war zone or in the military. It's not like mm-hmm. I said, not depressing, not like it's just like I never would think I would see this next oh. to this kind of a thing. Yeah. Remember there's a guy named there's a guy that I was friends with who uh was one of those immature like 19-year-olds and we were like deployed over there and uh we saw one of the um people ran me a guy manning the radio uh control I think he went to go take a shit or something but there was like an empty radio um like switch station mm-hmm. with, with with communication devices for like six different batteries, mm-hmm. little walkie talkies, you know, and uh, and we'd set up and, and you know, we were in this big convoy on the way to uh, Iraq. We're like, and they and and me and this friend of mine, we just kind of happened across like, like a guy who was like not watching the um, communication center, mm-hmm. so he ran over to uh speak to every single battery and he was like alpha bravo shithead fuck you uh tuna sandwich eat my ass fuck you alpha battery fuck you and then he said it to everyone like he said it on like hey fuck you fuck you general whore yeah. eat a dick bitch well and then then we ran off and it was very funny <laughs> And we heard all these like prank calls. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that guy got a. uh, a, We didn't get caught. uh, No, we didn't get caught. No, not you. The guy who like was in charge of manning that. Like, oh, probably. The fuck did you just say? Son, I'm sorry. I was taking a shit. Oh no, that's Article 15. (laughs) Yeah, dishonorable discharge. Extra duty. No, it would just be like he would have to like. It would get extra duty sometimes for a fuck up like that, like, like digging latrines or yeah, like um, you know handling the whole company of shit detail, mm-hmm. like like literally like you know disposing of everybody's shit or something like that. Yeah, seems reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see any um, American soldiers that dated or mm-hmm. or married any uh, natives? No, no. Nobody speaks uh, Arabic. None of them speak English. The language barrier kind of made it impossible to uh, yeah. flirt. And also, a well, lot maybe of if you spoke cultural English, barriers. Invade your country. No, I don't know. Why don't you go to Iraq and see if you can hit on a lot of girls? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why don't you, uh, Is that yeah. a challenge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't think I can pull it off? Uh, you can't even do well here. Oh! <laughs> That was brilliant. <laughs> I know he's putting it in front of this episode. Yep. Son of a bitch. Actually, um, you do do all right. I've heard. I don't yeah, know. That's Sorry. not going to make it in the intro somehow. <laughs> no, I'll delete that section. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, so, uh, um, where'd you go to college? UHD. Oh, okay. Didn't, who else went there? I don't know. 
Somebody else talks about you. So you were like on sides of buses and all that? Yeah, I was in their uh, promotional materials for like three years or something. It was, because mm-hmm. uh, I guess, um, I don't know if it's even a compliment though, because I don't think I'm like model handsome. I think it's sort of I like when you agree. go to Goodwill, when you go to Goodwill or something, you see those pictures of people up and like, <laughs> I, I work at the Goodwill. <laughs> Salvation Army gave me a second chance. (laughs) (laughs) You could model as a felon on work release. Nice. Uh, Come to our college. Even if you're stupid, you can get a degree. (laughs) That is the saddest statement. (laughs) Hey, at least you can do that kind of modeling, I guess. (laughs) They didn't even pay me, so, you know. You didn't parlay that yeah. into like a yeah. I didn't get a scholarship or anything. I just owe lots of money to the place. I mean, so you were already out before college, right? What you were already out out, out of the gay closet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even tell anybody while I was in college. It was a commuter school, and I didn't raise my hand, going, "Hey, everybody!" Yeah, because like, like they didn't know me. Yeah, yeah, but uh, oh, I forgot. I completely forgot about one t- of the most interesting aspects what? of your life. What the taxi years? Oh yeah. So was that before college? Uh, yeah, that was right after I got out of the army and before I went to college. As I'm saying, I drove a taxi for five years. As I'm saying this, I'm realizing I know way too much about your life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally like, oh, yeah, the priest. Oh, I do talk about it. Yeah, I don't know anything about your life at all. It's gonna be because you never ask. Yeah, I never, I never listen to your podcast. Oh boy, (laughs) (laughs) thanks. That's because he has taste. (laughs) Yeah. It's your podcast too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> see what you think about what you just said. Uh, so you get out of the army. Mm-hmm. You have tens of thousands of dollars. To I have one ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I have a ten thousand dollars. You have a ten thousand dollar bill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you decide. Uh, so how do you decide land on New Orleans? Fun I city. spent. I spent five grand on a car. And then, a taxi? No, a new car. I bought a new car, and uh, or a new used car. And then I was, um, I moved to New Orleans, and I was just, just out of the army. I went on a real long drinking binge, maybe like a month and a half. And I got a job delivering pizzas. And then after about a month and a half, my car broke down, and and then I was out of money because of all the drinking. <laughs> how many months like two. Oh my god this is like a and then like didn't have a leaving car. las vegas scenario yeah level of drinking it was it was a weird month i uh <laughs> now it's one month you just said two months well, most of it okay, it was a couple of weekends <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, um yeah money goes quickly and then you you know like uh, true yeah i remember spending my last 50 bucks on cocaine what are you? What were you? Spent club in Houston? No, in in New Orleans at a party. Somebody was. Uh, How much? Coke. And I was just like, I'm, I'll just. I only got fifty bucks left in the bank. All my army money's gone. Everything I've earned in the army, I'll just throw it away on cocaine. Do you still have any of your outfits or no, uniforms? No, or I moved to uh, Houston with like a duffel bag of, not you know, no car and like, got rid of almost everything I owned and. Uh, we have just drove a taxi for a couple of years and accumulated things and you know. So was it, how close to taxi cab confessions is driving a taxi? 
Not at all. Well, back in the day. Yeah. Back in the 2000s. Like, Before they had smartphones where they could just yeah, look at their smartphones all the time. 2009, when I drove a taxi, it was a lot of taking people to get crack or meth. Or I didn't ask which drug, but it was definitely drug places mm-hmm. or drug corners where somebody would like go up to the window and then the person in the back the, of the car the would pass money. The window at the corner? Yeah, there'd be, you, there would be little corners you would drive up in Houston and, uh, and people would see a cab coming. And then it's like uh, three people would run out to the window and then to the back of the cab, and whoever's in the back of the cab would pass like a hundred bucks to the person on the street, and then they'd pass whatever drug it was, and then I would drive them back to wherever they uh, were coming from in the cab, and they would give me fifty dollars to do a drug run, <laughs> like on top of the regular fare, I get like fifty dollars extra on top of the fare to do like this dangerous drug run thing. Yeah, so I knew what I was doing, and I would do it kind of a lot, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice of them to pay you a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been all drugs they could have bought with that money. It's kind of like now when people, if they want to hear a song at the... uh, (laughs) I don't know if If they want to hear a song at the strip club, they got to give me 20 bucks. All right. That's my price. It's $20. Is there uh, any songs that are off limits? Even the tips, I can't... This will risk my job. um, Yeah. Anything by Moneybag Yo or Pop Smoke or uh, anything that sounds like... Uh, like like somebody who wants to hurt someone. I don't know. I, I guess like my my one. I have one boss who doesn't like like Roddy Rich, Pop Smoke, Moneybag Yo. I know none uh, of these. Doesn't like Russ or Lil Baby or Da Baby or you know Future. Definitely don't listen to Future. I know future. I know future. Um. <laughs> there's uh. Yeah. I. I'm. I'm yeah, there's there's that 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 type of uh, tough guy rap. Don't listen to that tough guy stuff. But also, you know, there's that Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, and they got all uh, you play Megan like Thee Stallion, like, Houston uh, native. Who's that one? Uh, Flo Millie. She does that. Excuse me, bitch. You know that song? Excuse me, it. bitch. I don't listen to Excuse me, bitch. <laughs> it's a good song. She sounds like a nice sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> of your places you saw overseas, whether in the military or otherwise. What was your favorite uh, destination? Uh, I've been in Houston, Texas for like 17 years. and I've hardly traveled anywhere. Why? I've been here. I've been to Arizona since, or in Austin. He, he just went to Arizona. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, because uh, I, I was driving a taxi, working at a bookstore, working at a coffee shop, waiting tables at restaurants, not making enough money to travel anywhere. And uh, being um, kind of, yeah. I, I I just read a lot of books, and I think if I go to the museum and I read books, then they, uh, then the world is you know what I make of it. Yeah, the books kind of transport you to certain places. They write, how good right. the book is. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, very rarely. What's your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Me? Yeah, Israel. Israel. Did you go there for uh, like the youth thing where you? Um, I just went to go. I wanted to explore somewhere uh, really old. So you weren't you weren't there to get you know hooked up with the young. <laughs> Is that a big Jewish? thing? No. Yeah, what's that he's, called? He's not Jewish. <laughs> the birthright. Uh, the birthright thing? No, yeah, I'm not. Whoa, you whoa, only whoa, get whoa, that whoa, if you're whoa, Jewish. Whoa. What is this? Oh, you're if, you're, if you're if you're like uh, mo- if you have Jewish heritage, uh-huh. the country of Israel will give you an all expenses paid trip, two week trip to Israel to try and get you to immigrate to go there. What? Yeah. 
So if you have Jewish ancestry, you can qualify for it and they'll send you over. And then if you like it when you're there, they'll arrange for you a place to live and find you a job and all that. And what if you're you really Jews cheap. under 20 or something? And it's like, everybody yeah. fucks everyone. It's like, <laughs> it's like encouraged fucking encouraged. Like you're supposed to. That seems kind of fucked up. Cause like, obviously you would never want a place explicitly. Well, they want to create everybody. more Jews. They want to create more Jews. Isn't in thirteen Israel. million enough? I'm kidding. No, I'm, uh, joking. <laughs> I'm joking. It I'm was joking. six million, Adam. <laughs> well, it was, and then this guy in Germany had a different ideas. Right. Yeah, the total number of killed in the Holocaust was like thirteen to fifteen million. Yeah, Jews killed was six That's million. Just, okay, yeah. so the concentration camps were developed. In the uh, Soviet Union. Oh, really? Like, uh, the, the model of uh, that Hitler adopted was, was, ki- from- was kind of stolen from the first totalitarian state in the 20th century. From Lenin? E- e- the, uh, yeah, the, the terrors and the, you know, the, that the. How does Stalin, I mean, obviously he's known as a pariah. So Jews were perceived to be like the, the tops of the Communist Party. I mean, there are a lot of Jewish uh, Communist Party leaders, but like even though there were a lot of Jewish Communist Party leaders, it wasn't like all the Jews were communists. It was a subsect right. of, you know, so. But, uh, but that was the, the fear was that Jews brought communism. And so a lot of uh, the Jew hatred was because of the communists. I had no idea bullshit. that was a factor. Yeah, like, the suspicion of Jews was that they they were so, you know, they were going to bring you know communism or you know, which is uh, maybe that is the case. I would I've never is, in my life associated Jews with communism. I've always thought they were entrepreneurial. Exactly, yeah. that's like yeah. it'd be the like opposite. Like, yeah, definition of capitalism. <laughs> but, uh, Ever date you, any Jews? What? Ever date any Jews? Uh, no, I've only dated like four. Dudes, mm-hmm. and um, we all know who not your favorite a was. Jew. Uh, Greg the Jew. No, no, Greg's not a Jew. Um, <laughs> well, Greg, Greg, Greg the the big deal. Greg, Greg deal. I don't know what his uh, ethnicity is. Now that I, I guess think Polish about it, or German. He's German. Yeah, that makes sense. But something else too. I don't know. How do you feel about his penchant for wearing jean shorts? Oh, you say it like uh, with a frown. I, I asked an open-ended question. You could say leading whatever you want about the, it. He was leading the interview. <laughs> uh, so, the, the, the listener can't see my 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 furrowed brow. I have no. Uh, Sounds like you have a problem with Greg's jean shorts. Not at all. Not at all. Just, I'm curious as to your thoughts on the, the jean shorts. And let him be himself. I don't know. I guess he likes that shit. Um, <laughs> but oh man now he's my friend and i don't uh mm-hmm. so he has a podcast um called uh the healing club oh, I do. where early on about half of the episodes were interrupted at some point by a call from greg <laughs> he's like like whoever was saying something like, shut the fuck up i got this call coming in <laughs> and it's like completely Derailed the interview. I was like, oh, that's adorable. Uh, yeah, I would answer a Greg phone call at yeah. some point every episode. It still I feel happens. Like if you were, like, if there was like a, like, um, America got attacked by some kind of a military and you were hiding in a, an attic somewhere and you had to be silent, but you get a call from Greg, you're like, sorry, everybody that I'm hiding with, I'm going to have to take this. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. risk be damned. 
I guess, um, I guess I've, I don't know. I, I don't like going a day or two without talking to Greg, even though, sure. you know, like he's still my best friend. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, we don't, uh, we don't hook up. Although I, I don't know. I guess, I guess so what, found somebody new. Yeah. So what are you doing to get yourself that out much there? to you and the hand you bang with the very man side <laughs> and if you take me like a knife. That's something, whatever. <laughs> Somehow every rose has a thorn. I don't know. Stick a bite. I don't know. That's that's the way it is. Uh so if you could go anywhere. Free he ticket. Get, he got the reference. Yeah, every rose has a thorn. <laughs> he didn't realize what was going on. So the floor before my time. <laughs> a little before my time. Yeah. Uh, then we both lie close together. A few miles apart inside. <laughs> Should be wearing Wonder a cowboy hat. Does he know? Has it ever felt like this? Do that guy's and bald? I know that you'd be here right now if I... <laughs> Something. I don't know. No, keep singing. Keep singing. <laughs> While you're singing, I'm going to make a beer run. Is there anything you to drink? you get me a uh, White Claw? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm good. Mm. <coughs> so you just went to Israel just, yes. for, just for funsies? Just to explore. I wanted to go somewhere in the Middle East, and I wanted to go somewhere where there was a lot of like old cities and architecture and history to explore. And I wanted to go to the desert because I like the desert. Okay. Said and no one ever. I so you didn't like you it. didn't go on vacation to get fucked? No. Like, I want to go get laid. I'm going to go to <laughs> Prague. I bet there's a lot of sluts there. I want to get fucked. What do you think spend about a lot of this money poor guy? In Prague or wherever. Prague. Australia. <laughs> Australian. Uh, fuck an uh, Australian lady. How does she talk? That's not it. Good eye, uh, Mark. <laughs> Hex, that's pretty good. Hi, Mark. Um, you're all over the well, place. Well, it, that's you're also you're not that close because my girlfriend lived in Australia for seven years and she has still a slight Australian accent. Okay. So I'm pretty Can you used do to it? that. Can I do it? No, yeah. I can't do it. All right. Do Australian accent. Do your best. I... I, Put another shrimp not. on the bobby. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. She because when they usually do it, she's like, "That's not how they sound." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I'm doing like the American, you know, butchering of the Australian accent." New Zealand is. Uh, it's like I watched that. Mir- I watched that movie, Muriel's Wedding, and uh, I always remember. I always remember a movie. I always remember a name from that movie. Uh, Tim Sims. Is where they Tim say it? Sims. <laughs> was her fiance was Tim Sims. <laughs> you ever watch Flight of the Concords? That's a great show. It's on HBO. It's a throw. What about Tim Sims? I um no, I saw Flight of the Concord. It's really good. Yeah, I like Jermaine Clement. I love what we Jermaine Clement. Yeah, best. I never saw the movie. Yeah. I watched the show though. The other Jermaine's really funny too. The What's, other Jermaine. The other, weren't they both named Jermaine? No. One was, was Brit. It? Brit? Oh, yeah. Brit. 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 And Murray. Yeah. Murray was my favorite. Oh, yeah. Rice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, he's the manager. Com- Murray. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a comedian. Uh, that, that show Short Poppies was good. That he, oh, his, I never saw his, it. Uh, his show was briefly on Netflix. It was, oh, it was damn. I missed like it. 10 years ago, it was on Netflix. It was really good. Though. He's my they favorite They took part it of off. Or, I don't know. Why did they take things away? Yeah, just make us miss it. <laughs> Had to keep constantly checking. Hmm. Yo, do you know uh, Kevin Passman? 
I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. He lives in, he lives full time in New Zealand now. Uh, yeah. Him and the guy who looks like Jermaine, good buddies. What was his buddy's name? Always gotten beefs with everybody. Tall guy, ex Marine. Oh, um, the, uh, the big, uh, Big dude. Yeah, big dude. He worked yeah. at the improv for a while. Yeah. Is the improv ever going to have their Tuesday night open mic ever again, you think? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess they don't really care about Houston yeah. comics at the improv. I don't know that they ever did. <laughs> so, I don't know how we've never talked about your comedy. So, when did you start doing comedy? 2012. What, what inspired this? Uh, It just... I had always wanted to start, and I had made a couple far, false starts when I was 18 and when I was 25. I tried both the, the eight, when I was 18 and when I was 25, and then I didn't really try in earnest until I was 32. And then once I tried, like once I started doing lots of mics, I just mm-hmm. started my own mic and then started my own showcase and then ran that for a year mm-hmm. and, uh, um, Won a contest and felt like winning a contest after my first year was good. And then it made me realize that, you know, I had potential, but it also was bad because it gave me this false sense that I was really funny. No, you but, are very funny. I'd be curious to see your early stuff. Uh, do you do any jokes that you, that you started early on? Um, not too many. I uh, mainly just go up and talk about stuff that happened. That's always how I've been. I feel like that'd be a really funny idea for a show, whether the audience would care to see it or not. I know other comics would love to see it. Like anyone who's been doing comedy for over 10 years or even over seven, eight years, just saying like, all right, everyone do a set, like a five to 10 minute set, but it has to be material you did in your first year. Just as people could see the contrast. This is what stuff they were writing in their first year versus what they are now. Everyone knows who they are now. Remember the first thing I uh, went on stage with, uh, or one of the jokes I remember from the first time I went on stage? Do you remember what's before I say mine? Tell me your first time on stage, a joke that you remember from that. A joke I did from the first time on stage. I did a joke about um, uh, the wall. This is like right in the middle of like the wall. It was like a huge thing. It's 2016? Trump. Yeah, it's like 2016, 2017. And I did a joke, and the whole point of it was. I, I was actually talking about the wall from Game of Thrones. Like, I don't remember the wording anymore, but like it did not go over well. It split the room immediately because people thought I was being political. And um, yeah, but that was like the first joke I told. I can't I, remember the rest of it. I remember talking about when I was in sixth grade, this one kid was in the uh, front of the classroom. Everybody used to make fun of him from the back of the class. And they were mm-hmm. like, Call him a retard, and they were they hated him, and they would all like we were always mean to him, and and I was like, hey, I, I said this to the whole class, like when the teacher was out and everyone was like throwing shit at him and making him cry. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, be nice to Kevin. He was molested, and then everybody laughed, and uh, <laughs> and I just made it worse for him. <laughs> and he wasn't even molested. It was. Uh, <laughs> uh... (laughs) that's fucking awful (laughs) right guys yeah (laughs) 
see. I'm trying to pull up on my phone. I think I can pull up like my first ever. It's like I never delete anything. Talk amongst yourselves. Because uh-huh. <laughs> we're waiting for this gold mine of yeah. early no, it was Adam Rand. I, I got some laughs. I did get some laughs my first time. Right. You want to hear um, some current jokes have been. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, see, I don't write jokes. I just write. I, I, I draw uh, a dancer named Pacific with her face looking like that. Mm-hmm. And then I just was thinking, like, I drew this guy, and it looks like he has face muffled and mustache. Mm-hmm. So face muffled and mustache, maybe somewhere that would be uh, a joke somehow. It's a line. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I wrote, uh, seeing younger people crumbles me to tears. Don't feel anything without feeling one regret, two pleasure, three regret. That's my cycle is first regret and then pleasure and then regret. And then I look at young people and I go, oh, no, my life. And all right, so there's the joke number two. And um, let's see, while well, Adam's still looking for. I like how you brought your. Oh, okay. Um, like, they're all in paragraph form. What about like, uh, like, a, like a deep state cheapskate, like a skating rink uh-huh. with the deep state cheapskate <laughs> hour in the middle of the um, deep state uh-huh. skating rink Friday? There's like one hour cheapskate <laughs> with couples. Um, I don't know. This is something Greg Deal and I wrote together, and we were at dinner, and I was I was showing him a picture I drew of a of a girl who was uh, kind of uh, snubbed at the ball, like she's wearing her dress and everything, and she had this face like, oh no, nobody wants to dance with me, and then and then I forget who said it, me or him, but I was just like, does anyone even have balls anymore? You know, like real balls, you know, with like gowns. <laughs> I like this. You know, smelling salts and pretty ladies. Smelling you know. salts. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking real balls. <laughs> like real balls. <laughs> How's this like That's a what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, like with the violins playing in the 5 a.m. Like a trashy and- Chicago guy yeah. talking about the classiest like Cinderella ball. Yeah. <laughs> why don't why they have balls anymore? He's yeah. clearly thinking we're talking about like. Actual- and then I was thinking of that band Cinderella because they were probably just like, uh, yeah, you know what? You know it's a good band name. You know, a name with balls. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Cinderella. You know, like. <laughs> We should call our band Cinderella. We'll be a heavy metal band in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> that was all in there. Yeah, and that was our dinner that night. We were. Um, um, Where'd you eat? At Rivas, the gay restaurant. Oh, there's a gay restaurant. Yeah, it's a gay restaurant in Montrose called Rivas. What kind of food do they sell? Gay food. It's gay. They have like five gay waiters when you sit down. Each one checks in with you, and. You get like different courses, like bread, a little salad, a little soup, a little fettuccine, mm-hmm. some uh, chicken franchisee or whatever. Um, it's an Italian restaurant. So yeah, yeah, it's Italian gay restaurant. I'm sorry, I was just I was just trying to imagine gay food. I don't know. I can't think of what would be gay about like, but because um, there's the easy route of like hot dogs, but like, no, well, it's too easy. Yeah, what's what's the gayest food out Squash. there? Squash. Squash. Uh, I don't know why I just thought of that. It's yeah, fricassee. I don't know. I'm thinking like hefty gays. You know, like <laughs> like fat gays. 
Corn dogs? Yeah. <laughs> uh, fat, lazy gays. Corn dogs are pretty fucking lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meat and bread on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> Tired stoner, lazy, food? aging gays. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I mean, I don't know if they're stereotype, but aging gays are some of the most I don't give a fucks people I've ever met in my life. Uh-huh. They're going to say whatever the hell comes to their mind. Well, they don't have children, most of them. True. So they don't have to answer for their crimes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm never going to have anyone pouring over my legacy other than like... Would you ever want to adopt? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I kind of wish I wouldn't have taken on a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think your life would uh, markedly improve if you didn't have this cat? Uh no, she's she's nice. I, um, what we, would your we, we, we had a look, moment together? You want to like hear a moment better. we had together mm-hmm. today? So, on my uh, hundred most played songs of the year, I was listening to this uh, playlist from Spotify. Yeah, and uh, one of the songs that I was listening to was Miley Cyrus' "Wrecking Ball." Song, you ever yeah. heard of it? Yeah, I um. Was listening to it in the uh, bathroom, and then I uh, and she had the best timing where she I was just like, uh, and I was singing along to the music. It was like, Don't you ever say, I just walked away, I will always want you. She's like, Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> You're the only person in Houston that can say the most out like outlandish things and be hysterical. Oh. <laughs> I guarantee that would get a huge laugh on stage. Too. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fucking. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's almost unfair. As somebody who like I don't have a huge, I don't have a big personality, and whenever I go on stage, I have to try to do joke, joke, joke. And if the joke doesn't work, I'm fucked. Like people like you, there's a couple of, there's a couple of people in Houston, but you're like the, the peak of this. Is you could just say something that's just stream of consciousness, but the way you say it is hysterical. Your delivery, you commit to the delivery. That wasn't stream of consciousness. I was planning on saying it all day. I was like, this is what I'm going to say. <laughs> like, I was going to love this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, <laughs> I was saying. Well, that I mean, I, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, I'm not selling short what you did. You, these are planned out things, but like it's for the audience. It seems like it's just like natural. It's just you being yourself. It's like, this is almost like it's a conversation. It's not planned out, which I think goes a long way to what people love about people's comedy. But they feel like you're just you know, yeah. oh set up punchline set up punchline. I think sometimes I don't know what my problem is with comedy. I think sometimes my biggest problem is that I get resentful, yeah. and, I, and I look at people like oh fuck you, yeah. and, and I and I look at audiences like they're assholes because sometimes they are. But, yeah, they uh, are sometimes. Yeah, yeah. but I, I haven't seen you have a lot of bad interactions. You know, like, you're not like Doug Dalton where you're like fighting people in the audience <laughs> on the regular. <laughs> on the regular. <laughs> Were you there that night where somebody rushed the stage? Yeah. No, not that night somebody rushed the stage. I was there when he called the bartender a retard. Oh, I wasn't there for that night. Yeah, and he got uh, fired from his... Uh, from the, the yeah. Rudyards? Yeah. I was there the night he got rushed to the stage, and he... I'm not, like, I'm not for rushing the stage for anything. He had it coming. Okay. He was going after this dude's girlfriend 
hard. Uh-huh. Like, and would not let it go. Like, for no reason, too. Like, yeah. And the guy was like, trying to be funny. It wasn't even funny. It was just me. Uh, so, like, uh, the, guy, was, the guy, like, he had a choice. Like, look, either I break up with this girl and never talk to her again by not uh-huh. defending her. Or I got to rush the stage. Okay. So he created that. And then he made a video of it. Exactly. And all it showed was him pushing somebody off of a stage violently in a way that didn't make the audience happy. I even told him. You want to see me do stand up? Well, the audience was on the guy. That's that's what I'm saying. The audience was on the guy in the crowd side. side. Right. It's like, that's what he didn't show in the video. Like, I even told him afterwards. Yeah, that's classic self sabotage, if you ask me. I was like, dude, that was not cool. But there's some part of Doug that wants to release that video. There's some part of Doug that wants everybody to know that he does this shit. And I think Doug's really funny. And he Mm -hmm. he headlined our show a couple weeks ago, and he was great. He didn't Mm -hmm. even do material for the first 20 minutes he didn't get to any of his jokes and then when he started doing a joke i went and bought a beer (laughs) (laughs) glowing endorsement (laughs) crowd work king doug dalton (laughs) he is the crowd work king there's no doubt about it yeah he's really funny Mm -hmm. but yeah i guess that's uh high risk high reward when there's high risk and no reward it looks real bad and he can't he can't that's we all have our Achilles heel. His mm. is pretty pronounced. Yeah, and I don't know what mine is. I can't. I, I'm. It's maybe I'm just too. Uh, you know, man, I think your Achilles heel, just for me, but being an observer, I've seen a lot of your sets. Is when you're not feeling it. You're not in the mood. You don't have. You don't bring the silly. Uh huh. Like where you're just like fuck, fuck my life, fuck you people. That would be your Achilles heel because when you're on. You're having great sets. I'm usually trying to have fun. If right. I'm having fun, then the audience is having fun. I agree. Uh, yeah. But the, uh, with Doug, he's um, if the audience doesn't get him, he gets mad. Mm-hmm. And if he makes a mistake, he doesn't admit it. Right. He's never sorry. And he's mm-hmm. he's too proud. He, you and might call him a proud boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all know Bob does not like mm. proud boys. <laughs> And then your Achilles heel, I guess it was maybe whatever caused you to stick around while I was trying to get laid. <laughs> I was a little frightened. I was like, oh, God, he's about, to, he's about to tell me something I'm not prepared to hear. And then I was like, oh, okay, he's a joke. <laughs> My bad. I'll remember. Give me Wolf's wink or give me the, some, like, give me the, the scram look. Uh, I'm sorry, Bob. I didn't mean to cock block you. It's not a big deal at all. Um, you just remember it four, three years later. It's a two and a half at least. Oh, man. I haven't been, like, have you been going to a lot of mics lately? I try to go to as many as I can. Um, I really, tr- I really don't take mics for granted. And I, I miss uh, a couple of days a week every week because I have to work. Mm-hmm. And now that I have a job where I can't, like, you know, I'm, I'm there until two or four in the morning. Right. So I miss all the mics on the days when I work. And uh, it's always regular days. So, you know, I, I really miss being able to do ruds on Mondays. And oh, and yeah. I, I even like, like Liberty. I was getting into Liberty Station and Darwin's. I miss doing those. And I guess I, like, I try to do whatever secret group mics I can do. But I feel like, like there haven't been any good mics lately. Um, like, obviously, ruds is always solid. Yeah. Especially if you get it all in the first half, you're it's really solid. It's great, but it's like, it seems like not everyone's ready to go back out yet. Uh-huh. So like the mics are kind of hit or miss. It's just maybe it's I'm just old. I'm just like going to an open mic, 
where I'm telling jokes to the three comics in the audience is way more soul crushing than it was when I first started doing. Yeah, and I was watching people on the Tuesday midnight mic a few weeks ago, and Antonio Aguilar and I were just like kind of like, like yeah. He was saying, as a booker, if I see people doing this mic, I'm like, you need a little more time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna book anyone who does this mic. <laughs> so, but I was going up and doing it, but like. I never, there is that, like, if you're going up in front of two or three people and you're investing it, your A-plus material with, mm-hmm. the, with the hostility of those people who are obviously not going to like it, like, yeah, and, yeah, uh, it's an easy way to get through your, uh, to break your confidence and make you feel like all your jokes are bad. Oh, do you have, do you ever have that feeling if you have like a bad set or you like, is your confidence like like shattered even for a while? It happens. Yeah. My confidence gets totally crushed and I, I think I'll never make it and I'm not funny and I can't yeah. do even more than five minutes Yeah, without like running out of gas and being the most boring person to watch. Yeah. I'll have like nights where it's just like, it's just, cause I'm pretty even keel. I don't have too many highs, too many lows. Like, yeah, if I have a good set, great, not a big deal. If I have a bad set, great, not a big deal. But some nights where you're just like, it's just so bad. You're just like, what the fuck am I doing out here? This is frustrating. I haven't come up with a funny joke in six months, and that's being generous. And then you're like, oh, your stuff's like, I was just like, not original. All this. You go through all these things like in a, like a, a matter of like five minutes, and it's like the most self-defeating, <laughs> awful thoughts. Uh, yeah. That horror of uh, of like reflection in the mirror. Sometimes I just uh, I just think about how bad I look and how, how much older I am than I used to be, and about how irrevocable processes of time and and uh, and about the opportunities I've lost, and about like the futility of even trying. And, and yeah. I start thinking, you know, these types of things. I get you. This is why you need to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I have, this, isn't it crazy? Like. And maybe like maybe we have some similarities anxiety wise, and I think that's what it is, or just like maybe slight depressive th- thinking. It's like you can get like it goes from for me anyway. I have one negative thought, typically about work, and then it's like boom, 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 boom. Where you just like start thinking more and more, like like you said, like it spirals, it snowballs. You're like, oh my my job not really where I wanted it to be, you know. Yeah, I thought I was be married by this age. Yeah. Or yeah, thought I still have hair at this age. Or yeah, or, or that person. It's it, it hurts to be you know rejected, but mm-hmm. sometimes you tell yourself they rejected me because they didn't really know me, and they would have loved me if they would have known the full self. But mm-hmm. then they know the full self, and they know you, and you're you know like your 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 true uh, you know like a complete self, mm-hmm. and they still say no. That's the most painful rejection. That's like, probably yeah the worst. Yeah, <laughs> that I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the rejection you get from a fellow, like a friend or boyfriend or girlfriend, versus what you get from the audience. Yes, I would agree. That's much harder. <laughs> if we're you know, weighing the two, uh, yeah. The thing that the thing that makes you just want to give up and die. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What makes you want to just give up and die? Come on, just open up and tell me. You can tell me I'm the host of the Healing Club. The heal- oh, that's- yeah, it's a little crossover conversation. Yeah. Crossover. I have uh, to think about that because yeah. I don't think that way very often. I had a lot of grandiose goals growing up, and I have reached zero of these actually, milestones. Actually, there are a few times. I will say this. So when I was on vacation, I was... Dr- so I really wanted to get a nice Euro 
but I couldn't find one. <laughs> no, no, actually, this is much sadder than that. So 15 years ago, my mom was killed on Interstate 40 just outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh. So I was driving past where she died, and that just like sent me into the lows of lows. Because I was coming home, and I'm driving past it. I'm like, oh, this is where you know, drove right past the spot. And like 14 years ago, we had went and put up like little crosses and stuff to memorialize where it happened. And so like coming, it was probably two, three hours of just like, just feeling like totally numb and empty inside and just like feel it felt like it was just living some of that over again. Okay. Seeing your that sounds terrible. Like an accident like that, uh unexpected and yeah. You didn't have a chance to be like, Oh, I always wanted to tell you. Oh yeah, just Yeah, and then, yeah, it was yeah, there's no there's no goodbye. It was unexpected and my mom was like forty eight, so oh. it wasn't Nothing, you know, you weren't, ex- you weren't expecting yeah, things like 48 that. 48 is, that's almost like, I could see that being like my age. Yeah. Well, so, six years, yeah. Oh, no. Usually if some, usually when something like it happens, no. it's usually like 24 <laughs> hours of just like, uh, Don't drive Interstate 40 in six years. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not in the winter. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say it's, uh, it's tough. I, that's one thing I've always uh, been really lucky about I've not had any major like so every time I think I get depressive or complain or whatever I'm like I start I just realize like oh wait you've lived like a really lucky life so far I mean I was never wasn't raised rich I didn't go to like this awesome college I don't have this amazing job but I've still been pretty lucky to not have to deal with any tragedy mm-hmm. like I've had no real tragedy yet and I'm 36. It's pretty a good run, oh, I think. When I talk to people, wood. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's I, you never want the. I, I mean, the uh, I had. I don't think I had experienced true wrenching kind of uh, like complete heartache until I was about thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Breakup. But, yeah, breakup, heartache, or just full rejection, or just full like uh, personal holocaust. Mm-hmm. Kind of nothing I've ever done means anything. Yeah, this yeah, person yeah. doesn't love me. Yeah, uh, I don't know why you would loop that in with that. Like, yeah. I hear what you're saying. So, like, but like, but I think of like that being something that has like strengthened me in some way, having yeah. gone through it. But I would never do it again. I feel like purpose. breakups hit way just harder. To, uh, the older you <laughs> just get. to be able to have what I have now, I'm like, it's not worth it. Yeah, any- uh, nothing <laughs> risked, nothing gained. Yeah, nothing lost, nothing gained. Nope. That's, that's not <laughs> <how that works>. <laughs> <laughs> like I do, I will 100 co-sign. The older you get, the harder the losses hit. And because, oh. like, it's, you think about mortality, you think about all Well, because you don't think there's going to be another one. Yeah, exactly. That's a big yeah. factor, too. And you know there's not going to be another one. You know this was the last time. Well, in your head for that moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, like, you'd be shocked. Like, just the, uh, it just sucks. Old people about. fucking Says the youngest man in the room. Beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's true love. Did you ever talk to Alex Ditch about that? No. <laughs> but she worked, at, she worked at old folks' home. Yeah. Like a really nice, like swanky, like the niece Parker's mom was in there, uh. and um, it's like, yeah, they were fucking like rabbits. Yeah, they're taking their Viagra. 
Oh, clearly, yeah. What do the women do to get their pussies wet? And the men get their hard dicks with their Viagra pill. What do the women do? Just they goes just, into they a dry just, hole they just, they just grin and bear it with lube. I'm assuming. Gay men. That's why they serve Jello at all <laughs> old folks' homes. <laughs> the Jello with the grapes in it. Yeah. <laughs> Jello with prunes. Oh. Do you think there'll be? Is there a all gay retirement home? There will be someday. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah. I think that makes well, sense. Well, there's a a mostly gay hospice that my friend works at. Omega House. That's mm-hmm. for um, HIV, AIDS patients in their dying like, days. One of my uncles passed away from that like early on. Back when yeah. I was like 14. Mm-hmm. And he lived with us for his last two years. Yeah. And that was like back when was, everything was kind of a mystery. And, yeah. But yeah, he's a great dude. It's a damn shame. But yeah, he did get to smoke or take medical marijuana in Texas. For a solid year, how'd you like to move into Omega House? It sounds like the worst frat ever. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I can't make that joke. <laughs> There's some potential there. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> How long do you usually do this podcast for? Uh, we're about to ready to wrap up. So okay. tell us quick about your podcast and if there's any like social media you want to share. All right. I am um, on uh, Twitter at Boring Old Bob. We can, in which anyone Instagram. listening to this can attest to the, the accuracy of Instagram that. Instagram at Boring Old Bob. Also at Pencil Blobs. I have an uh, Instagram account with just drawings mostly. At Pencil Blobs. And... Um, I do the podcast called The Healing Club. It's on Apple Podcast and Spotify, uh, the ones with songs. And yeah, the sound is real bad. I got to get better equipment. <laughs> I, um, I'm telling you, you got to turn the friend. volume all the way up. And then there's like a, sometimes I put these like little uh, transitions that are like ear curdling screams <laughs> and like pleasant music just in an outrageous <laughs> <just> volume. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, do the, do the show do Comedy Bathhouse at the Secret Group every other week. Uh, the Secret Group Comedy Bathhouse. Yep. Uh, Thanks for booking me. I don't know if that was you or Jamal, but uh, I don't know. It was one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way of saying it wasn't him. <laughs> that was a fun show. Uh, what inspired you to do a podcast? I was surprised whenever you uh, started doing one, and uh, then you were like prolific. You're like. Way more uh, content than we, we put out, like once a week if we're lucky. Well, I mean, once a week is probably rational and reasonable. And <laughs> I was just kind of unemployed uh, during the pandemic mm-hmm. and bought some podcast equipment and started having people over every day. I was recording like one or two or three a day. Mm-hmm. I think once I did record three podcasts in one day. <laughs> It's Which, like hanging out with three guys in one day. Uh, it's impressive. Yeah. I fucked three dudes in one day once, too. I think I've heard you talk about this Yeah, once. it was pretty awesome. I woke up with one dude, and then I went home, and I had an afternoon grinder hookup with somebody else. And then I went out, and then hooked up with somebody at a bar later. <laughs> and it was... Which one was your favorite? None of them. <laughs> 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 well, at least you could say you had three people on. 
Instead of having one good one, he had zero, th- three mediocre fucks. You're not gay. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. Do you remember any of their names? No. I'm kidding. That was a joke. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> okay. So you get Comedy Bathhouse. It's uh, how many days? What's it? Um, every other. It's. Um, Every first, third, and if there's a fifth Tuesday, so potentially three Tuesdays a month. But I don't know why they don't just do every other Tuesday, but they want to do it this way, where it's every first Thursday, every third, every first Tuesday, every every third third Tuesday. Tuesday. And if there's a fifth Tuesday, then it's the fifth Tuesday of the month. So when did y'all decide to start riffing up top? What was the logic behind that? So you and the two of the three co-hosts, We'll do like riff tracks up top. Oh, we'll improvise our, our hosting set for 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's just a, I don't I, that's, I wanted to do something that would be different than other shows. And, and we, 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 I try to co-host and I think, I think uh, from when we started, it's, it's either me and Jamal, me and Drew or Drew and Jamal. And um, the, uh, we rotate every, every show. One person does a set in the middle of the show, and mm-hmm. two people co-host at the beginning. And learning how to co-host and banter and just come up with bits uh, that we'll never use again it was that was that was fun, fun right? Yeah, we've been doing that for like three years, mm-hmm. and I think it's made us a lot looser and less precious about you know owning a line of a joke or something. Maybe right. I'm just better. At, I, I like to steal people's jokes if they say something funny. I'll, I'll just appropriate. That's your writing it. for yeah, the that's week. My writing is yeah. how I get. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bob. <laughs> it's got, it's got uh, no scruples. Yes. <laughs> I got a show coming up on the 18th. The look, we don't touch. Oh yeah, at Bill Arning exhibitions. Yep. Was that the guy whose dick you sucked? Shut up. Was uh, it? Was it? What? Because <laughs> see, that dude loves loves himself. Yeah, some he dick. loves dick. Yeah, yeah yes, yeah. it was him. No, no, we he was he actually. We, I've we, been to that museum. Pretty we, sure I saw we, a Bob original while I was there. I've yeah, I've had stuff up in his galleries, and yeah, we we we, we fucked for a couple of years. Oh, why not? Right? What? Why yeah, not? Yeah, when I was single, he, like he nice was guy. polyamorous. I was. You know, we didn't even get into the older guy that you hooked up with for. Didn't you have a sugar daddy for a while? No, he's not a sugar daddy. It's, I don't know. Probably shouldn't. I don't know. We didn't get into it. We don't have time. We don't have time. I don't like to talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, it's good, thing, <laughs> good thing we didn't get into it. Well, then. I mean, you did just kind of get into it. <laughs> well, I mean, saying that you've had a sugar daddy is okay. Well, let's connect the dots later. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to not break okay. any ground here. All right. Yeah. Nobody's gonna hear it anyway. No. Oh, <laughs> my mom loves this podcast. Yeah, right. You're I'm her favorite sure. comic. Actually. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey. Okay, she's seen you, but I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bob. Of course you are. Yeah, that's, that was good. That was good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, you, you always put yourself down and you know, say you're not good, and then when you are good, I'm like, oh, fuck you. You're. you're <laughs> <laughs> it's rare, it's but it happens from time to time. Oh. Well, Mark, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> no. <laughs> thank uh, you, Bob. Uh, thank Any you suggestions for us as a podcaster to podcaster? Um, I don't know. I just I don't know. Uh, I like to listen. Better to guests. 
I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's, it's a, I, I like this format. It's free form. It's just talking and, mm-hmm. uh, and keeping a conversation alive. I like, I don't know. The podcasts I listen to are, I don't listen to local podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I should. They're fun. Should listen to more local people. It's like hanging out with your butt. Like but your, I see your, local your, people. All it's time. true. And I'm like, but like, I love the Tim Heidecker Office Hours podcast. I I just I I I'm like kind of addicted to three different podcasts. Tim Heidecker and who else? The uh, Brennan Walsh World Record podcast and the Best Show with Tom Sharpling. And those I've not heard of these. those three are the ones that I kind of spend a lot. And, and the Tim Heidecker Office Hours one is mm-hmm. sort of like a whole universe because there's like a John Glazer and Joe Firestone Office Hours East kind of every month that is not related but under the same Patreon. It's a Patreon extra. Hmm. But I, that, what, what are the, what, what, I mean, we're, what, as we're winding down, I always ask these fucking random questions that lengthen the thing. <laughs> but, but like, what are the, like, what's, is it a comedy? Is yeah. It, they, but like, I love the, um, I always, and comedy bang bang. I used to listen to that a yeah. lot. Like mm-hmm. the, impro- the improvised segments and the people coming on as characters. And so I've never been able to do that. Uh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Have your act as a character of some kind. Like, you would be good oh. at that. I would think of, of just coming on as like uh Rodney Dangerfield or yeah. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Or, See, I get uh, so in my own head. Like, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I will do so bad one at of those this two. that I won't even try it. Like I can't, that's yeah. why I don't do voices. I don't do impressions. I just like, I'm way in my head about it. So people who can do it, it's impressive to me. I used to love the Andrew, Andy Daly. I thought I say Andrew Dice Clay. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay was, you know, he's fine. But yeah. the, uh, not, An- Andy Daly, the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, he had a, a podcast where every, every podcast was a, he was in a different character hosting somebody else who was also a different character. <laughs> and they're high concept. I, I can't, I can't think of, you know, like, um, you know, Maybe I'm not a real comedian. <laughs> Maybe I just don't have what it takes to be on SNL. I just don't think in those terms. I, I, well, SNL's not a comedian. SNL is a theater kid plus, in my opinion. Mm. Like, name me one stand-up who went on SNL did great. Norm MacDonald. But his, a- Andrew but, Dismukes. Who? Um, and Norm David Spade. Norm McDonald was not, well. You Adam think, Sandler. You think David Spade's a great stand-up? You think Adam Sandler's a great stand-up? Yes. No. <laughs> Norm McDonald. McDonald's an amazing stand-up. My favorite stand-up of all time. But he was not good on SNL. He was good on Weekend. He was Update. great on SNL. He was good on Weekend Update. Oh my god. And, and uh, Norm McDonald was great as Burt Reynolds on Jeopardy. Was that great and, though? Yes. Uh, Terry Ferguson. Hilarious. He was on a lot of. Fuck- he his David Letterman was was great. Over the top. It was great. And, I love Norm McDonald with every fire of my baby. Yeah. I'm saying SNL, in my opinion, is not for stand-ups. There are I love the... Um, did you ever see the... There's Okay, so before... Okay, dear listener, you should listen or, or go on YouTube and look up um, the sketch on SNL where Norm McDonald is on a game show where it's like Bible verses, and he's um, the all-time winner of this... Uh, Bible verse, like he has like the most Bible knowledge that they've ever seen. And, um, I've never seen this. Yeah, they, yeah, that's it's. I'm not going to explain it. It's one of my favorite. Uh, I'll check it out. Norm Macdonald moments, and he, he was he was really good in that sketch. I'll check it out. But 
But uh, he's definitely the best stand-up to ever be on SNL by far. It's not even close second. Uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, what am I talking about? There is it. Yeah, it's yeah. between those I two. Okay, I'm skipping the whole '80s with Kevin Nealon. Uh, His stand-up's at- okay. That I've seen. Oh my god! Why are you the ultimate judge? <laughs> Look, like same with David Spade. Like David Spade, uh, his stand-up that I've that I've seen is like okay. It's, Sarah Silverman. Uh, she was on for like, yeah, she's on for half like a, a season. Uh, but I, all I was saying was that I don't think in terms of like great cast members are like Amy Poehler or uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, or Phil Hartman or yeah, like none Dana Carvey. None of they, the best people. What Will? Uh, no, no. Uh, Will Forte was a Will great Forte. Cast I, we had an episode yeah. on top five SNL characters. He was my top five. Yeah, I love his skits. His skits. I can't even talk. His <laughs> sketches because they're so absurd. They didn't all fucking work. They were all you yeah, know. They all was, worked for me. Okay, like, they didn't work for the audience all the time. <laughs> they all worked for me. But like that's uh, why well, I, th- I can't think of his fucking name. Did a bunch of movies with David Spade, Fat Guy, Chris Farley. Oh, Chris, Chris Farley never did stand up. All the uh, best SNL cast members improv. are non stand up improv people. Uh-huh. Groundlings uh-huh. or Second City. Uh huh. Yeah. Will Forte was Groundlings. Okay. I don't know. He was. Yeah. He was? Yeah. Okay. Dan Aykroyd was Groundlings. He's very funny. Dan Aykroyd's underappreciated, in my opinion, mm-hmm. yeah. in SNL history. I think because he kind of turned out to be a little bit of an asshole afterward, yeah, okay. and oh, uh, alien so, conspiracy yeah, theorist. Yeah, super into the Blues Brothers franchise, and uh, which House nobody liked, nobody yeah. asked for, nobody wanted it. <laughs> yeah, Did you I liked that movie a lot back in the day. You know, the the seventies movie. That movie's Why? good. That movie's fun. It's fun. I'll give you. It's the fun. Blues Brothers with but John it's zero substance. Okay. okay. It's fun. I grew up with it. All right. Well, actually, (laughs) this is a long-running podcast trope for us. Is you just call things shit? No, no, no. no. (laughs) Uh, I do have a strong opinions, but like, what's like some of your favorite movies? Like, what's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, I don't know. The Naked Gun. That's a good movie. That's that's Mm -hmm. the one I always say. But um, there are better movies out there. It's great comedy. Yeah. Um. Uh. I guess. a movie I think of a lot is uh, it's this Russian movie from the eighties called Come and See. It's the most brutal movie you will ever watch. It's if you want to understand that the Holocaust, familiar. oh, or the Red Terror, or or just you know yeah. brutal violence in groups in war, uh, and how it affects civilian populations. And uh, if you want to see little kids die. Watch this movie. Called yeah, it Come shows up on lists see. all the time. Yeah, what? I watch all these like Criterion, like yeah, that, that movie is it really tough is, to get through. Oh uh, yeah, and it's but it's it's I'd say it's one of the greatest movies I've ever. That's seen. That's your favorite comedy. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh. Going to hell. Like, <laughs> on that <yeah>. note. <laughs> on that note. Uh, thank you, Bob. Oh, uh, thank you, Mark. It was a blast. coming out. Even though you were bored 30 minutes ago, I was like, fuck, Bob's not going to end my podcast for me. I'm going to go for 30 more minutes on stupid questions. I was bored. You got You're like, oh, when's this thing wrapping up? I was boring. All right. Now, I was, that was only 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Because I usually go about an hour, mm-hmm. and I, 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 I always feel like things are too out of control after an hour. I don't know if people... I enjoy it. Yeah. You go two hours? Uh, so uh, here's my thing about... You go five hours? We've done, long, we've done long episodes. One thing yeah. whenever I'm listening to your, your episodes more than other most other podcasts like i'm sitting there I'm like 
ask this, ask, like, I'm like wanting you to ask them a certain thing. I never do. You know, never does. <laughs> never does. And I'm like, I'm trying to like mind will you to ask yeah. them. I'm, I'm supposed like, to have on. Andy Huggins on tomorrow. And what? Yeah. I don't know what to say to him. I'm like, Please, on. Bob, I will, I will pay you money out of my own wallet. Okay. Get Eddie Avila's on that episode as well. <laughs> Please. Please. No. I just I just did a podcast with Eddie Avila's and Tess Virgil and Kate Vance. And it what? was just fucking chaos. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. It was just it sounds like it. Just too much talking over everybody. All right, so if you won't have Eddie on it. Okay. No, I gotta just, I just gotta learn how to talk. weed the entire how do you time. Talk to Andy Huggins. I'm so nervous about Andy's, it. No, Andy's super have you ever got on the road with him like for a gig or something like that? No, no. So I'm I not drove good. him to Brian okay. for a show yeah. uh, that we were on and um He's super chill. Like he's like talk to him about two things in your set. Talking about baseball or classic rock. He knows a ton about both. Oh, or comedy, movies, you know, or com- movies. and movies. But movies, he goes way too old. All right. Well, I'm, I'm like Duck Soup's the greatest movie ever made. Okay, he likes that it. Clark Gable. He likes uh, arsenic and old lace. What? That's a movie. Arsoni- uh, Arsenio Hall. What? Uh, <laughs> bringing up baby. Yeah. And suspicion. Every time he asks those questions, North by like, Northwest. I've seen it. Yeah, Cary Grant was it. Uh, his girl Friday. He was uh, he was one of the best comic actors ever. I love I love Cary Grant, and he was also a great like Alfred Hitchcock actor. So, and, do you follow Andy Huggins on Facebook? No, I don't. So he does these things where it's like this actor or this actor, who's better? No write-ins. Uh-huh. Every time he does that, like I don't know either of those people, <laughs> yeah. and I know movies, pop culture better than the average. Better person. than like you said, you'd never heard of noise music or something. That's never the, heard of- the mainstream. What? So you know, like, uh, um, what's the name escaping me? We had him on last week. Jordan. Last time we recorded, Jacob. Jacob, yeah. Uh. And I was like, yeah, he does noise music, and I was like, I've never heard of it until I met him. He's like, you know, noise music, I'm like. What about this look? And I was like, <laughs> makes you think I know about noise music. Well, no, you, no as a no, genre. I'm not saying you that you never heard of it as like a concept. I haven't. Of like, you know, just dissonant, discordant noise. I would think for like a soundtrack, I know for a movie backing track that are, exists in the abstract, yeah. but like, I would never I get think pissed that, off if I go to see a noise band or something at a museum with like 30 people else sitting there their arms crossed looking at somebody just do some droning repetitive mm-hmm. monotone noise thing that's supposed to be artistic and i'm like they're just doing something anybody can do and they're getting a lot of respect for it that i don't get <laughs> it all comes back to that <laughs> and, uh, it's like, maybe that's i don't like this <laughs> you should meet jacob maybe y'all can do a cross promotion thing okay anyways we gotta wrap this up uh, thanks for sticking around for the random last minute questions. Yeah, it's the random last fifteen minutes. Any recommendations for last uh, next guests that we should have on? Uh, Andy Huggins. I always, <laughs> uh, I always like Kevin Tess for Galt is a great guest. Had her. Um, she kind of shit the bed on this episode of this podcast. Me. But Why, um, what'd she do? I'm kidding. She did great. Okay, <laughs> I just like giving her a hard All time. Right. Uh, Julia would be good. Yeah. Um, she's been blowing up. Her sets have been on fire lately. Yeah, but she's always been real funny. Uh, the uh, the favorite ones I've done. You know, Brian Hersey's a good guest. You should have him. Oh yeah, yeah. He's been doing it for a while, right? He's been doing comedy for a long time. (laughs) 
All right. Well, Brian Hersey, we'll, I'll hit you up. Yes. Well, Bob. Yes. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you all next it's week. It's finally over. Bye. <laughs>